Hello, I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where joining me tonight for Diz Dad's podcast number 586 for July 22nd, 2018 are Dave Adams. Howdy, howdy. Don Donfris. Hello, everybody. And Roy David. 586 episodes? That's impressive, Aaron. <laughs> it is a bunch. Uh, and tonight, on episode 586, we're going to be digging into round one of the 2018 version of the My Walt Disney World Tournament. Um, as I mentioned last week, the last time we did a Walt Disney World Experiences Tournament was back in uh, 2012. So we figured... Six years was long enough. There's been enough that's changed that uh, a new Walt Disney World tournament was merited. And we'll be taking on a quarter of the first round, uh, you know, 64 experiences in the overall bracket. We dealt with the first 16 last week. Uh, this is the, the second group. We're just going to call this the Roy region because our buddy here, Roy, did draft the number one seed in this region. And uh, there really isn't a better way to designate these because they're all kind of a, an interesting mix. But before we actually get into our matchups, I do need to take a minute and thank our sponsor, Mouse Master Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Let a Mouse Master Travel agent take care of the stressful parts of vacation planning so that you can focus on the fun. You can check them out at mousemastertravel.com. All right, uh, so... Right here, jumping into the first matchup, we get um, an Animal Kingdom matchup. It's, it's all Animal Kingdom. Uh, number one seed, and it's one everybody had to see coming, uh, Avatar Flight of Passage is up against the 16 seed, maybe seated a little low, Cali River Rapids. And, uh, you know, it's sort of sort of new school Animal Kingdom versus old school Animal Kingdom. Uh, Roy... You're the godfather of the region, so we'll let you make a, a pick and an argument here for that pick to advance to round two. You know, I when we did the uh, the selection show, I kind of kind of now know how the Chicago Bulls felt when Michael Jordan fell in their lap at number three. Uh, so when when, uh, when Avatar fell in my lap, I thought this is just too good to be true, but. Uh, you know, as far as as far as experiences go uh, throughout all of Walt Disney World, um, Avatar to me is the very best of the most current technology that we have as far as experiences go, attractions and, and, and otherwise. It is totally immersive, right from the from the theming of the land itself to the anticipation of going through the queue uh, to getting on the ride itself. It, it's Everything is absolutely immersive, and and for me, uh, you know, someone who enjoyed the movie, but you know, much like everybody else, thought it was something that was cool at the time, but not really exactly memorable. Uh, now that Avatar is back on HBO, uh, I watch it with much more renewed interest, and uh, you know, it, uh, the Banshee flights to me are so much cooler now. So um, I don't know how Disney could could top it uh, unless they develop some new current, uh, some new and uh, unique technology. So to me, it's the most advanced ride that they've got in, in, in all of Walt Disney World. All right. So so Roy defends the number one seed. It's the newest tech. It's the greatest new experience. Anybody want to argue with them? I don't see any way to argue with him on this one. Uh, I think he, he's pretty much right on this. 
Um, it, it's a great ride. Now, I will I will say, when I wrote it, I don't really care about the Avatar franchise at all. Um, if they had made it Star Wars, it would be the best ride I've ever ridden in my life. Uh, but for the technology of the ride, you cannot beat the way the Banshee breathes below you and makes you feel like you're actually truly riding on that banshee. It's it's perfect, really. And you know what? Just to sort of kind of to to add on to that argument, you're absolutely right. Again, like I said, uh, Avatar was a really cool movie when I first saw it, but it didn't have the lasting or the staying power that the Star Wars franchise had. You know, again, now that Avatar is back, sort of in my consciousness because of the ride. Now that I see it on TV, it's so much more entertaining because <laughs> it makes me feel like. I did that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, I don't think there's really any question. Uh, we've got two votes already. Don, is it a clean sweep? Yes, sir. I yes, figured. sir. <laughs> All right. And, and, and let's be let's be honest. Do, does anyone ever really go to Animal Kingdom and say, "I really want to ride Cali River Rapids"? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was. I was. I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, you know, it's a great ride. It's. 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 Is, but it's too short. But the queue is yeah, exactly. cool. The queue's really cool. You know, yeah. going through all that. But I was like, to me, it's just got such a, you know, like you're not going to go there when it's not nice outside, right? You know, right. Well, and you certainly don't want to get wet because you get soaked. on you know that that is the you know, one, especially that's if, the one saving grace it has. Yeah, when you, you get know, so, when you get wet, you get drenched. Yeah, because if if you're if you're <laughs> On the bigger side, you end up on the bottom end and you get wet every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the, look, it's a good example of an attraction that one of its biggest sort of drawbacks is the the missed potential, right? Because I think we all would agree that, that the attraction itself – it's a it's a good concept. They did a nice job with the theming. You know, as a water ride, it does what it's supposed to do. It gets you soaking wet. Um, the atmospherics are on point. It's just it doesn't quite make it right. It's it's too short. It's not there's not enough of it there, um, and it's up against a buzz buzzsaw. So what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so we have our first win. Um, Flight of Passage advances, and we get a, a matchup next that should be a lot closer. And I, I love these kinds of matchups that this tournament format generates. Um, you know, we as we mentioned last week, it's a pure S curve, right? We just we had four people who drafted, and I laid out the picks from, you know, from from one to sixty four, uh, and just sort of. Folded it in half, right? It means it's an S curve, not so not really in half, but but it's the full S curve. So we have a very intriguing eight nine matchup here between family friendly rides in Epcot and in the Magic Kingdom. When we have number eight Spaceship Earth against number nine Dumbo from the Magic Kingdom. So uh, I think I'm going to put. Uh, Don on the spot first on this one. Now, we heard from Roy initially. Don, <laughs> you're a veteran, so I'm going to give you the tough one. Spaceship yep. Earth, Dumbo, where do you cast your vote and why? I'm going with Spaceship Earth. And if my daughter was younger, 
I would probably go with Dumbo, especially the newer version where it's, you know, not as long away. It's in the new land, you know, um, it, it probably, you know, would be more appealing. But at this point, I mean, I can't miss when we go to the to Epcot and not go on Spaceship Earth. You know, it's it's a must do. I'm not getting in line to go on Dumbo. <laughs> all right, all right. So we get we get a vote for Spaceship Earth from Don. Um, do we have any, anybody who wants to argue with them about Spaceship Earth advancing here? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my vote for Dumbo on this one, but it, it's kind of the exact opposite argument that Don made. My daughters are four and seven months. So they really don't care about Spaceship Earth. Well, I think it's one of the, uh, one of the best rides at Epcot. I mean, it, it really is. It's an incredible ride. I mean, there's so many quotable little excerpts in that ride. You know, thank a Phoenician, of course. <laughs> the smell of Rome burning is just awesome. But Dumbo is one of those iconic rides that you have to ride when you have little girls like I do. And to make it even more of a family a favorite ride of ours, my, my oldest daughter, my four-year-old, loves Dumbo. Her her favorite stuffed animals are elephants. And funny sidetrack story, me being an Alabama fan, I, you know, to me growing up, elephants were always Big Al. Well, I've failed as an Alabama Alabama fan father. We went to an Alabama game and my daughter calls our, our mascot Dumbo. My, my family <laughs>, laughs at me now because of that. Um, so uh, I have to throw in, throw in Dumbo vote for me. All right. All right. So we've got the younger kids vote for Dumbo. We've got the older kids vote for Spaceship Earth. Roy, who's right? Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to side with Dave on this one only because I'm, I'm in a very similar situation. I have a, I have a two year old daughter and I have another one on the way. And, uh, you know, before, before my daughter was born, Dumbo wasn't exactly on my radar, um, and even with the new, even with the new uh, setup with the two with the two uh, rides there, uh, it was something that I you know I did when I was a kid and I was okay with it, but wasn't something I was about to do unless I had a little one with me. Well, now that I do, uh, I truly appreciate the 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 uh, queueless queue. Um, I also truly appreciate the fact that they've got two of them going at the same time, so the wait isn't nearly as long. Uh, and especially on a hot summer day, uh, that air conditioning is blessed. So I'm going to go with Dumbo on this one. Okay, so uh, Roy sides with Dave on this one, making it two to one in favor of Dumbo. I am, however, going to use uh, my first in this round exercise of the host's privilege. And uh, to refresh your memories, I vote only to make or break a tie. And in this case, I am going to vote to make a tie. Um, I get what you're saying about Dumbo. I, I think that the updates to Dumbo were fantastic. It was the right thing to do. The double Dumbo really, to me, kind of saved the attraction because – it was a little bit, it was getting to be, you know, the, the Yogi Berra line about Elaine's that it's too crowded. Nobody goes there anymore. Um, it was getting to be that way with Dumbo. The the fact that you had to build an entire day in the magic kingdom around an attraction that nobody really wanted to ride, except you had to do it. It was a ritual <laughs> was absurd. And so the double Dumbo, you know, made that not happen anymore. And they did a beautiful thing with the light package and that was all great. 
And yet I'm still going to throw this to the listeners by casting a vote for Spaceship Earth because all that said, you know, you can ride Dumbo other places. There are other Disney parks that feature the Dumbo attraction and can give your kid that experience. And there are other rides, even in the Magic Kingdom, that offer a similar experience to Dumbo. They might not be elephants, but the flying carpets is similar. The, um, the, the, the Astro Orbiter is similar, similar. They're spinner rides and, and there's really not that much difference between them. Spaceship so, Earth is a completely unique experience. There are other dark rides, but they tell different stories. And and so I have I've got a side with the favorite here, Spaceship Earth, just on the basis of it being a, a truly unique uh, experience and for being a, a Walt Disney World signature experience, as opposed to something that you could find in all the other Disney parks. So I, I I hear your your point on that, Aaron, but I do have to throw it out. You, you say that there's other Dumbo's all around the parks, but keep in mind, Dumbo was the original. The other ones are just carbon copies of Dumbo. Well, I mean, if you're going to get into the original one, then we need to be over in Anaheim. Well, okay, but this, is, <laughs> this isn't an Anaheim one. This is a Walt Disney World. <laughs> I, I get that, and that's my point. That's exactly my point. In other words, it, it it's not original to Walt Disney World. It, it it may be the first of the um, you know spinner attractions at Walt Disney World, although I'm not entirely certain. I, I'd have to look because I'm I'm pretty sure that Astro Orbiter opened at the same time. Um, so you know it doesn't kind of doesn't doesn't sway me on that side. I don't know. I mean, ultimately we're going to see what the listeners have to say about this because I'm I'm calling it a tie. We'll post a poll before these um, matchups are going to go to a second round so that we get uh, an answer from the the listening audience. Uh, so you know your your participation is is necessary. We can't uh, can't really complete this uh, this bracket without your help, but. Uh, it's going to be a tie here between Spaceship Earth and Dumbo, and it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the five twelve matchup, um, which is is more of a mismatch than I would have expected, and at least it appears to be to me uh, in a five twelve. We have five seed Star Tours. The adventures continue, matched up with a, a truly unfortunate twelve seed. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Poor Pooh Bear. <laughs> um, all right, Dave, I guess yeah. you're getting a softball for your first uh, toss-up in a tournament. What do you think? Well, you have already heard my my affection, my, my love for Star Wars when I talk about an avatar. Uh, so, of course, my vote goes for Star Wars. It is... It's really one of it's the the signature ride to go to Hollywood Studios right now um, until we hear all the Toy Story reports. Uh, Star Wars is the attraction. We know that it's coming into Hollywood Studios. And I'm going to say my caveat for voting against Pooh. Also, I have a a big time grudge with Pooh. They closed down Mr. Toad's Wild Ride for the Pooh ride. So I will never vote for Winnie the Pooh in any of these things I do just because of my grudge against them. So my vote goes to Star Wars. Okay. So uh, 
my God, my goodness, poor, poor Winnie the Pooh thrown under the bus doubly. Um, <laughs> just not just a matchup with Star Tours, but you know, also getting uh, tossed out in the first round to the the waiting maw of um, a Toad fan. <laughs> All right, so clearly uh, vote up front for Star Tours. Roy, Don, anybody want to try and argue with him on this one? Nope. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Oh, come on. Yeah, we, we get we get a couple of these every time in the first round. It just happens. It's a mismatch. Um, Star Tours walks over uh, with a, a clean sweep against the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, now, four versus 13 matchup, is is intriguing to me. It's it's an all Magic Kingdom matchup, and it's an all very much sort of whole family friendly matchup, but very very different attractions. We have the New School Enchanted Tales with Belle, the four seed, matched up with the thirteen seed Barnstormer. And Roy, we're back around to your turn to uh, you know make the first selection. So. Is it the favorite Enchanted Tales, or is the the Barnstormer? You know, does it have a, a chance at an upset here? Um, I recognize the Barnstormer as one of my picks, but in this matchup, I I think I'm going to have to go with the favorite. I, I'm going to go with Enchanted Tales with Belle, and, and the reason for me is that um, it was such a pleasant surprise for for me going into that. Um, I never had any interest in going into that attraction. I was dragged into it because I was with uh, I was with two friends who had two little girls at the time who absolutely positively had to do it. At the very least, I could take a 10-minute nap, so I agreed to it, and I was blown away. I was blown away. I, I love the way that they got the entire crowd involved into the whole presentation. Uh, you know, The two little girls I was with had such a ball being a part of the story um, and, and even the, the supporting cast members that were there for crowd control and, and whatnot uh, really got into the act too. So for me, it was a really, really unique experience that is unique to the magic kingdom. So I'm going with enchanted tales with bell. Okay. So we've got an enthusiastic vote for enchanted tales with bell from Roy, um, Dave or Don, either of you want to argue with his selection? I'll go with Barnstormer. Okay, so Don, tell us why Barnstormer over Enchanted Tales. Well, Enchanted Tales is very cool, and I have a daughter who's absolute favorite. Even even at sixteen, her favorite character is Belle. Um, uh, to me, that it, it it's centered on little girls, which is nothing wrong with that, but. Barmstormer is more for everybody. You know, little boys are going to enjoy it. Little boys aren't going to enjoy enchanted things with bells as much. So I'm going with Barnstormer. Not to mention I like thrill rides. Okay. okay. Not that it's a big thrill ride, but it's. Right, right. But a still thrill. a thrill ride over a meet and greet, essentially. Um, all right. So Don goes for the, the classic sort of introductory thrill ride of the Barnstormer over Enchanted Tales. Uh, Dave, who has it right? I have a feeling you're going to break. A, you're going to make a tie with this because I am going to go with Don, and I'm going to say Barnstormer wins because while Belle is fun and my daughter loves Belle, my my youngest still doesn't know who her favorite princess is yet. Uh, but my my four year 
girl loves Belle and loves this attraction, it can get kind of boring at times. So I'm going to go with Barnstormer because it's a thrill ride, quote unquote, thrill ride for 38 inches. Thanks okay. for supporting my my sleeper picks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, now, now I, I think that I, I appreciate uh, Dave getting out in front of his his vote there with his prediction because he's right. Um, I, I am going to make a tie here uh, by casting a, a ballot for Enchanted Tales with Bell, and and the reason I am going to do that is that it's first of all we're not just talking about a meet and greet. Um, I felt I feel like Enchanted Tales with Bell was really an inspired. Um, offering that the Imagineers came up with because, you know, it's sort of the last remnant of the first iteration of what New Fantasyland was supposed to be, right? Uh, You know, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but if you go back to around 2011 or so, when they first made the announcements about New Fantasyland and what was coming, a lot of us were kind of shocked because the initial announcement was it was princesses and it was... uh, Tinkerbell and the fairies, and it was very, very heavily girl-centric, and a lot of princess, and a lot of these very elaborate meet-and-greet opportunities. And then Tom Staggs came along, and everything changed, (laughs) and we got a whole redesign of New Fantasyland. But Enchanted Tales with Belle is one of those few elements that made it through into the final plan, and when you experience it, you understand why. Um, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. The, the special effects things that the Imagineers did to bring you into the show are, are just beautifully well done. Um, and there's some incredible animatronics that are part of this experience, uh, which is, I think, uh, I was trying to remember, I, I think it's the only meet and greet that has at least two and it may be three, uh, next gen animatronics that are part of the experience. So, you know, they, it, it's more than just a simple meet and greet. And the, and the thing that gets it ultimately is this, um, our, our last trip to Walt Disney world, uh, my daughter got to bring a friend of hers with us who had never been to Walt Disney world before. And, um, you know, he's a middle school kid had never had the experience of, of the Disney magic kind of thing. Um, and, we went to to do Enchanted Tales with Belle, and he got picked to play the role of the Beast. And when he got to dance with Belle, I don't know that I've seen him smile as big and as brightly as he smiled when that happened. His face just lit up. And it was a middle school boy, right, the heart of angst at that age. Who was who? Who this attraction, you know, had reacting the way that the the pictures show, you know, the the four year old reacting when they get to hug Cinderella, and to generate that, I, I got to make a die and let listeners vote. I, I can get that. I, I can. My my one thing about this is. Sidetrack, can anybody tell me how the stinking mirror turns into a door? <laughs> is that not the coolest thing ever? This is it what it really is. I'm yet to figure out how that happens. <laughs> I find myself staring at that thing the entire time I'm waiting, and I'm like, 
how does that happen? Right. It's, it's like watching a magic trick, and you still don't figure out how to how, how it works. Great. I've done it at least four times, and every yeah. time I'm like, wait a second. No, that's not. Wait, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, again, that's a reason that, I, that I'm going to support it. I mean, look, well, I don't need to go into it. We'll, we'll let the listeners cast their votes, share their opinions as they do it. Um, all right, so we're moving on. We still got the bottom half of this bracket to work our way through. Um, and we have a, a, a show matchup here. Um, number six seed, Fantasmic against number 11 seed in the animal kingdom, it's tough to be a bug. So, Don, who advances? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I like it's tough to be a bug. Um, Fantasmic is nice, and uh, it's pretty cool. But to me, tough to be a bug. The humor in it, the 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 animatronics, the uh, little inside jokes. I, I it's always been one of my favorites. So I'm going with it's tough to be a bug. Okay, uh, interesting. So Don goes for the underdog. It's tough to be a bug. Uh, who wants to argue with him? <laughs> Don, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, I think I've agreed with you on every other pick except for this one. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sorry. Tough to be a bug is almost outdated to me. And it's hard to go again. I mean, I've done it once. And I was like, okay, did it. Got the t-shirt. Let's go on. Um, Fantasmic is just one of those. It, it's an attraction you almost have to do every time because it's done so well that that you miss little things every time you see it and you catch something new every time. So I have got to go Fantasmic here. Okay. okay. So we got to vote for Fantasmic. We've got to vote for Tough to be a Bug. Roy, who persuaded you? Uh I I I think I'm going to have to go with Don. I'm going with it's Tough to be a Bug. Wow. <laughs> for a couple of things. A couple of reasons. Number one, tough crowd. I love <laughs> I love the psychological toll those bugs have on people who are afraid of insects. Coming out of that theater, you can <laughs> definitely tell who needs to go see their shrink uh, when they come <laughs> on and leave their vacation, especially when the little bugs, you know, go across the seat. Um, to me, that's really unique. But and also for me, fantastic for me personally is my least favorite nighttime uh, fireworks show. Uh, I think it's also it kind of suffers the same fate for me like rivers of light does like i am not a fan of sitting in an amphitheater type of atmosphere watching fireworks uh, it, to me you know scoping out the location where to, where best to see it uh you know is part of the charm you know i i as crazy as main street usa can get uh happily ever after is so much more fun you know in front of the castle you know, um, or seeing it from a completely different perspective on another part of the park. Same thing with Illuminations. You know, depending on where you are around World Showcase, you get a, you can get a different show. Um, so for me, I think it's tough to be a bug. And let's face it, this is a guy show. The fart jokes are always funny. So come on. <laughs> we got to go with this. So. Come on, Aaron. Help me out here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know when the last time I've made three ties in a first round before was – <laughs> but chalk it up. I'm going to do it again. Come I on. just don't get this one at all. 
I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I, I will agree that Fantasmic is is not my favorite of the nighttime shows. Um, but that put aside, that's not what it's up against. It's up against it's tough to be a bug, and it's tough to be a bug is up there with the very tiny group of attractions that I actively dislike. There just aren't <laughs> many of them, and it's one. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm not a fan of bugs. Number one, number two. <laughs> I, I don't feel like like this whole attraction is is it, it's real. It's only real value to me is as a historical artifact, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's interesting in that it was developed for Animal Kingdom, and they actually had to like rush ahead to finish the show before they finished the movie so that it could be ready to open with animal kingdom. <laughs> but, but aside from that, I mean, I don't think that, first of all, I don't think that the bug, uh, the bugs life franchise has that, that sort of, of legs. I mean, it, it's a fun movie. I, I enjoy it. And it, it has a place historically for Pixar, but they've, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't to me it doesn't stack up with a lot of what they've done since and i i don't know it just feels like there's more that could be done with the tree of life there's more that could be done um I, it's just a miss to me all around i mean it's an old school 3d 4d show we've got better examples of them in other places at walt disney world even and certainly in other theme parks and um I, you know i i would be not uh, here's here's ultimately you know both of these attractions could potentially be replaced in the not too distant future um i would miss phantasmic more than i would miss tough to be a bug um so we'll let the listeners decide uh maybe i'm <laughs> completely off base and maybe phantasmic is tired and the walt disney world version doesn't stack up to disneyland's version and it's tough to be a bug ought to advance Okay, if the listeners say so, I'll accept their judgment. I won't be happy, but I'll accept the judgment. <laughs> if they if they if they move on tough to be a bug, I'll do it under protest. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to um, a three versus fourteen matchup that uh, I, I really would be uh, stunned if I have to make or break a tie here, but. Um, we have the number three seed in the region, Peter Pan's Flight, classic Magic Kingdom attraction, matched up against number 14 seed, Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, the reskin of, uh, you know, the the Kim Possible attraction in Epcot. So, uh, Dave, where are you casting your vote? Well, first of all, it's another softball. So this is two that I've been the lead on, and you've given me two softballs. Uh, I'll be honest. I have never done the Agent P's thing. So I have to automatically go to Peter Pan just because it's a classic. It's one of the opening day attractions at Walt Disney World. So you have to do Peter Pan. I don't see any way you could vote for Agent P's. Now, y'all are probably going to prove me wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Peter Pan. All right. So we've got to vote for Peter Pan. Does anybody really want to argue for agent P's world showcase adventure. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I was half expecting it guys. I was half expecting it. I should, uh, 
should have gone to law school if I can get that one put there, but <laughs> no, I, I can't. Uh, you know, and you're right. I think with, for me, Peter Pan's flight was the ride that made me fall in love with Walt Disney World in the first place. Um, you know, the the scenery and then the fact that it was a ride where the track was above me instead of below me. You know, the scenes over nighttime London, and it just was a completely enchanting adventure for for a six year old kid. H and P, I've done that, and and I gotta admit, it, it's kind of fun. Uh, especially when, you know, when your, when your wife is stuck in the Mitsukoshi department store in Japan, you know, <laughs> I'd rather go around with a, with a beer and just see, okay, where's the HP going to pop out of next? So it's definitely not a bad time killer, but yeah, I'm going to go with Peter Pan. All right. So, uh, Peter Pan's flight advances easily over agent P's world showcase adventure. And we storm right along to the seven and ten matchup. Um, this is this is an interesting one that that it fell in this way. It's it's two attractions in uh, Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority Wedway People Mover, matched up against the number ten seed, the Tomorrowland Speedway. So. Let's start here with, uh, let's see, I think this is Don's. No, no, I'm sorry, this is Roy's. Okay. Where, I'm trying to remember where we are. I lost track. <laughs> let Don I, start. It's, it's okay. All right, we'll it let does. Don start. We'll let Don start. So, Don, what are you going to do? People mover, speedway? Hands down, people mover. <laughs> I, I would like to see speedway eliminated in some other nicer, better there, there, there can't be any worse ride put in. So, uh, I mean, I get it for for young kids. Uh, when I went to Disneyland when I was like five years old, the Speedway thing was the coolest. You know, I got to drive a car. Now it's it is probably the most annoying ride that there is because it's <laughs> it stinks. It goes slow. You. <laughs> jerk all over the place so no the people mover i that's and that's one of my definitely go-to rides um i love that ride so people mover for me okay so uh well explained vote there from don for the people mover um anybody want to argue for the speedway no not at all I, I agree with you, Don. It was like, yeah, when I was a little kid, I was like, yeah, I get to drive a car. Now, like, yeah, I get to drive a car. And no, I don't want to do it anymore. Driving, it's not even driving a car. It's it's kind of putting along. I mean, yeah. I haven't I hadn't done the speedway since I was eight years old. So, and I have no desire to. Yeah, for me, the people mover. This is where my Disney geek goes into overdrive because no matter how many times I go on that ride, somebody's new with somebody's has never been on it with me. I go through the whole history of it, how they have it in certain airports, how it's used, what Disney thought about it, and you know how we thought this was going to change the way mass transit is going to be looked at. Meanwhile, you know everyone's like, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> so, <laughs> either way, everyone wins. So. Well, and, and if you do the people mover at the right time, you can catch a beautiful view of the fireworks. Oh, yes. That, at night, it's really cool at night. Yeah. You know, the, all the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's very seldom that I've seen a cast member actually tell you to get off the ride. I mean, if there's a lot of people waiting for you, that's one thing. But like I said, when I, when you've got a two-year-old who needs to take a nap, I just give that cast member a glance and just sort of twirl my finger in the air. And he says, go on ahead. So <laughs> bonus for me. 
All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was an easy one. The people mover advances. Um, Tomorrowland Speedway is is the leader of that category that I talked about earlier that it's tough to be a bug belongs in in my world, which is attractions that I would just be happy if there was empty space there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so we move to our, our final matchup in this, uh, you know, Roy bracket for the first round. Um, and this is the two seed. Pirates of the Caribbean matched up with a 15 seed that probably got a really rough draw here. Cause I think it could have shocked some people. Otherwise 15 seed. It's a small world. So Roy, your bracket pirates um, or small world. I think you're right, Aaron. I think that if, if it's a small world, it's kind of like the, the, uh, Kind of like the Princeton of the NCAA tournament. They could shock a few teams if you give them the right draw. This time, yeah, they're going up against Kentucky, and they're going to get smoked. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it's, just, it's again, classic Disney, um, and, and they've even they've even done a, a pretty decent job of of modernizing it to the, fran- the, the movie franchise. Uh, some may argue about the whole redhead scene, and I can certainly get behind both sides of that argument, but... But for me, uh, I'd rather sing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for me than It's a Small World any day of the week. Okay. So, uh, you know, Roy gives the case for for Pirates. Um, Don, is there an argument to be made for Small World? If it weren't going up against Pirates, I would say, yeah, a bunch of these other ones, I would have probably taken it over that, but... I gotta go with pirates, but I boy, I hate to because I, I to me uh, it's a small world. Is um, while it's not an original, it is certainly a, a classic Disney ride. Um, but no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree and say pirates. Dave, any, any love for Small World? There's a lot of love for Small World, uh, but I can't vote for it. Uh, it, it made it hard for me because the, one of the first rides I, I took my daughter on when we first brought her to Disney World, she was 13 months old, was Small World. And the smile and the joy on her face made that excruciating song fun. Uh, I had to write it three times that trip. But Pirates is, it, it, it just oozes Walt Disney. And, and there's, there's just something magical magical about writing pirates every time you write it. it it it's truly different every time you write it and i don't know how to explain it because it's the same ride but it's just it's a fun ride that you have to ride multiple times every time you're at at the park so i've got to go with with pirates all right well pirates gets the clean sweep um i don't know that we'll have a lot of people uh upset that uh, small world has bowed out early but i i do think it would have lasted longer had it been matched up differently um it just you know there wasn't much chance it was going to survive against pirates yep all right so just to give a, a quick recap of uh the the roy bracket and where we are after one round uh we started with avatar flight of passage with the easy win over cali river rapids then the beginning of the ties hit and we got a tie between spaceship earth and dumbo that we'll need the listeners to help us out with 
uh, followed that up with a clean walkover for Star War or Star Tours over Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, another tie between Enchanted Tales with Belle and uh, what would be a, a major upset here from Barnstormer if it does overcome Enchanted Tales. Um, and we got another tie immediately after that with a somewhat surprising 11 seed, It's Tough to Be a Bug, pulling off a tie against number six, Fantasmic. And then we closed out in much more predictable fashion with Peter Pan's flight over Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, TTA People Mover over Tomorrowland Speedway, and Pirates of the Caribbean over It's a Small World. So, um, gentlemen, as it's the end of a first round, I do like to kind of, uh, you know, go around the circle real quickly here as we're wrapping up and, uh, you know, ask whether there was anything uh, in this round that maybe surprised you, um, you thought, you know, was uh, unexpected or uh, disappointed you. Well, I'll say everybody voting in, it's tough to be a bug, really shocked me. Uh, but I-, I hear y'all's points about Phantasmic kind of being tired. Okay. Okay. Don, how about you? Anything, uh, you know, catch you by surprise or, or that you thought was, uh, unexpected or, or unusual? Um, not really. I mean, I would have liked to seen small world go a little farther than that, but it couldn't do it against pirates, you know, um, other than the rest, I think we, you know, I think we all hashed out our, our arguments pretty well on those. So I think it went, uh, pretty good. Okay. Okay. Uh, and how about you, Roy? Any any last thoughts? Oh, I just thought we needed to check our man cards with all the love we were giving Enchanted Tales with Belle. Myself included. <laughs> but, uh, there's but, uh, the imagineering, no, that, man. There's okay. the imagineering. That's it. That's that's all it is. And again, I think that you know the discussion about the magic door saved us all there in one form or another. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I thought it was uh, you know there were some unique matchups, and, and I'm looking forward to the uh, to the second round because. I got a feeling the decisions are going to be a little bit more difficult as we go along. Oh yeah. They always get harder as we go. All right. Uh, Well, you know, you've heard our thoughts. We'd love to hear yours. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit our blog, disdads.com. Tweet us at disdads podcast on Twitter or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And hey, it's especially important for you to do that um, during the tournament, right? We've got matchups with ties. We need your input because we cannot uh, figure out who's going to be matched up in the next round if we don't have your votes to break these ties. So please do participate in those polls. And if you got an extra minute after doing that, we'd really appreciate a review on uh, Apple Podcasts in particular. Reviews on that slash iTunes uh, seem to kind of propagate other places and just make it easier for other people to find the show. Until next time, I've been Aaron Rittmaster with Don Donfritz. Good night, everybody. Dave Adams. See you real soon. And our bracket fairy godfather, Roy David. Sivako, Sivako. Good night, everybody. Check his sleeves. <laughs> our outro music is Whiskey on the Mississippi by Kevin McLeod. He makes it available on his website, incompetech.com, and licenses it under Creative Commons by Attribution. Here's your attribution, Kevin. Thanks for the song. <laughs>